This is Sunday Focus, a weekly public affairs program that looks at the topics affecting our society and the people who are making a change in the community each and every day. The people who have vision for the next generation. Sunday Focus presents new challenges for us, keeping you informed with topics of local and regional interest. Now the host of Sunday Focus, Christine Manica. Welcome back to another edition of Sunday Focus. Well, we just finished the second season for the Sioux Falls City FC Soccer Club here in Sioux Falls. And joining us right now is the owner of the Sioux Falls City FC team, Emily Thomas. Emily, good morning. Good morning, Christine. How are you? I am doing fantastic. You know, I know the season only ended a couple of months ago, but I feel like I haven't seen you in a year. I Isn't know. crazy? I'm so used to seeing you all the time. I know. Yeah. It's seriously crazy how back in March we were talking about the second season for Sioux Falls City FC and now there is something very excited going on with this organization but we're going to leave that off the off the record for now until later on <laughs> so let's first talk about this women's team tell us about when the team started you know we had heard rumors about a team for women coming to this area for many, many years. And in November of 2021, Gabe and Melissa Nelson, who were friends of ours from our daughter's youth days, um, Avery and Taylor, they came to us with this idea. And, you know, Gabe had done the research and they were, you know, going to do this. And so when we talked about it, we, of course, believed wholeheartedly in what they what they thought could happen and and how important a team like this would be to our city, to our to our girls, um, to our young women. And so we got accepted into the league in December of 2021 and then promptly started to work on who we are and our why. And, you know, we came up with our mission, empowering women through soccer on and off the pitch. We came up with our core values you know, authenticity, integrity, purpose, uh, very easily. And then everything just kind of went from there. And we got our first team on the field in May of that year. So, Which is so crazy to think about. Yeah. <laughs> How quickly everything just kind of went into high gear. Yes. Um, and stayed in high gear and is still in high gear. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, everything just kind of happened. And I, we, we said this in our very first interview with you yeah. was organically. And people, you know, people who believe in what you're doing and want to be a part of something bigger than themselves and, and just be part of a really fun group. They just kind of all came and it's it's been amazing. Now, why have this league in Sioux Falls? You know, what was the need that you saw at the time? Well, you know, we look at all the sports teams in Sioux Falls and there's really nothing for women. Um, specifically for women's soccer. There's just, there's nothing. And so our little girls who are playing, you know, Dask, T, you know, whatever, Brookie, I mean, all of, all, through, all across the state, there's no one for them to look up to that look like them. Mm -hmm. And so we thought it was time that Sioux Falls, being such a great supportive community for sports teams, had something for women. 
And let's talk about what this team looks like, starting off with what a typical season looks like for a pre-professional team like Sioux Falls City FC. Right. Great question. So, like I said before, most of our players are in college. And therefore, we kind of have to go with when their college Mm -hmm. is done. Um, So players will come to us May, beginning Mm -hmm. of May, mid-May. Um, our season starts, you know, first game starts the end of May, and then basically June is all the regular season games, which was 10 this last season. And July is then tournament time. Mm-hmm. So it's very fast. Um, but August is when a lot of these players have to report back to their campuses for their college teams. So it's a great opportunity to give these you know, these young women time on the pitch to keep, you know, to keep their practice, to keep their skills up at a high level to be ready for the for their college seasons. Some people are probably wondering, well, where do these players come from? So, of course, you have your South Dakota, Iowa, Minnesota players, but then you also have people coming in from out of state, right? And maybe even sometimes out of the country. Yeah. So, you know, this past year, um, we had five countries represented. Um, And we had players from all over the country. I mean, California, we had several, Chicago, Illinois. um, And, you know, the other countries were Brazil, Colombia, um, Sweden, Canada, and then the the U.S. So Mm -hmm. it's truly fun to get to know all of these young women and what their cultures are as well. It gives them a learning experience. Not only are you learning about skills on the field, but also about other cultures as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had um, one of our players from Brazil and our player from Colombia would cook like their kind of their favorites. Oh, yeah. And share with the team sometimes. And it was just it was just really fun um, to get to know people outside of, you know, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Spicy food. (laughs) It was actually like a plantain and some chocolate sauce or something. Interesting. Yeah, I heard it was delish. (laughs) Well, once you said chocolate sauce, I'm like, yeah, that sounds automatically good for me. (laughs) Now, was there a lot of traveling involved this year for the team? How did the housing arrangements kind of work out, too, for anyone that came from out of state? Right. So like we started in our very first year, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. Mm -hmm. And it was really important for us to treat these women as professionals as as well as we possibly could mm-hmm. um, with the budget we had. And so, you know, we didn't want money to be a factor that would stop someone from coming here sure. that had you know talent that we wanted to, to bring in. And so we house all of our out-of-state, out-of-town players. And we do, you know, we did Airbnbs. Um, we worked with Sodak Stays. So shout out to Kayla. Mm-hmm. Um, we worked with, um, we had a house with Isaac. Shout out to Isaac. Mm-hmm. And so these women had houses to live in. And they were amazing houses. They were just kind of all over the city. Um, so they got to learn different parts of the city. So, yeah, so we we house all of those players. Travel this year, again, we we do it professionally. So we hire, you know, motor coaches. And most of our trips were, uh, you know, to the cities. Yeah. Basically, Mankato, 
um, and then to the cities. So, yeah, not not terrible. Yeah, but fun. It's always fun. It's always fun when you're traveling with the team. So needless to say, it was a great second season for Sioux Falls City. Now let's talk about the opportunities that it brings to the city. We can talk about the local girls and even opportunities for people coming to Sioux Falls probably for the first time. The opportunities that it gives girls from this area is obviously the opportunity to play Mm -hmm. at a very high level, at a very elite level, and to continue getting better and better. For instance, this past season, we had 32 women on our roster, which was much higher than season one. Yes. Of those, 14 of them were from South Dakota schools. Actually, 14 of them were from South Dakota, um, which is 44% of our team is from South Dakota. 12 of those were actually from the Sioux Falls area. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we are seeing these girls, these local, these local young women playing at this elite level, which is really cool. You know, at certain games, we had over a third of our starting 11. You know, obviously you want to cheer for your, you know, for local players. and, And it was so fun to have those on the team and on the field. So, and then bringing in players from all over, I mean, you just learn from players from all over. Yeah. And, you know, little girls all around the community had someone that maybe looked like them that now they can see and have these dreams of, I can do this too, because they can see it actually happening. That is really important to us. And we want to continue to keep growing that and just really getting those connections deeper and further. That's awesome. And I know for economic impact, it's hard Mm -hmm. to get all those numbers and break them down. But what we can talk about is the alcohol option. That was (laughs) one of the surprises for the last game of the season. So why don't you go on about uh, that partnership? Yeah. So, I mean, not saying that you have to have alcohol to enjoy anything. (laughs) Nope, not enforcing that. But it does add just a different atmosphere. It adds a more professional atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And it's just another reason to come out and just hang out and watch a game on the pitch. We had obviously had this goal last season as well. And so, you know, Gabe was persistent and he had some great conversations with USF and we ended up being able to kind of maybe be a um, like a guinea pig almost, you know, as the first ones there to bring alcohol in. It was just it was such a fun environment. And so we're hoping I mean, nothing bad happened. It was just really fun. And so we're really hoping that it will continue. And it's something that we can just, you know, have as a part of the game day experience for those that want that. Absolutely. And you know, like other sponsors like JJ's, it wouldn't be possible to have this team the way that it is right now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we were so blessed and are so blessed to have, I mean, we have over 50 current partners right now. And, you know, obviously with our announcement, we hope to have more. And, you know, with that, we obviously want a return on investment to our partners as well. So we're really excited to work with many, many more partners in the upcoming months. <laughs> there you go. If you are just listening, I'm being joined by Emily Thomas. She is the owner of the Sioux Falls City FC. You talked about the announcement. All right. We've waited long enough for anyone that hasn't heard by now. Emily, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we are one of five teams. Sioux Falls City FC is one of five teams that has committed to being in the WPSL Pro League. This is history in the making. Mm -hmm. Um, Nothing like this has ever existed before. Currently, there's one league for women professionally in soccer, and that's the NWSL. And there are only 12 teams in that league. It just doesn't make sense. You know, when you look on the men's side... There's 101 professional teams That's crazy. for men to play in, which is phenomenal for them mm-hmm. and phenomenal for our boys that play. They have all these opportunities. And so, you know, it's it's way past time to, <laughs> to give women at least a little more, you know, more opportunities to make it to that professional level. So we're thrilled we will be in like the tier three level. Um, which NWSL is tier one. Basically, the difference is just the size of stadium comes down to capital ownership, all that kind of stuff. So we will be in the WPSL Pro League starting in 2025. The first professional team for women in South Dakota. I have goosebumps right now, but it's just really special. And it's really amazing. I wish I brought confetti with me. Just like <laughs> pop it. You know, right. or a bottle of champ- champagne. champagne this early in the morning yeah. just to say well, yes. Put some orange is- juice in there, right, you know? Exactly. Make it a mimosa. <laughs> this is this is so exciting. So we're going from pre-professional to now full-on pro in 2025. How excited are you for oh, this? Oh my gosh. So, so excited. And I just permagrin is on um, my face constantly. It's surreal. Yeah. It really is surreal. I don't know if it's hit me, really. (laughs) (laughs) Not fully. (laughs) No, but just, you know, the comments that we've got, the excitement that we have behind it. I'm just super, super excited. So how did it all happen? You know, what was going on behind the scenes? Because this happened pretty quickly. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, when we first started this, I mean, this wasn't even an option. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, the only professional league was, like we said, like I said, the NWSL. And so this didn't even exist. So that just shows you how quickly the women's soccer landscape is changing. And so obviously we had these this great success. People, teams were noticing what we were doing and reached out and have been interested in what we're doing and really appreciative of what we're doing and how we're doing it. And so in February, we went to Oklahoma City for the, you know, the annual WPSL meeting. And they announced it then. They kind of gave a little tease about it, but they didn't really share what exactly it meant or what it was or when or any of that. Kept everybody guessing pretty much. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, okay, don't know what this is. And at the time, there were other talks of other leagues moving up and, you know, just pure chaos of moving parts. Mm Mm-hmm. And so then in May, our director of soccer, Joe DeMay, started to be in conversations with the president of the WPSL. And that's kind of when it really got going. They've been working on this for a long time. I mean, the WPSL has been working on this for, you know, since Mm pre-COVID, wanting this to happen. And so it's not like it's just a, you know, oh, hey, let's just do this. But it's, it's a lot of time and thought into it. What I think is really amazing to be a part of this whole group of people who are doing this, they want to do what's best for the players. They want this to be sustainable. They want this to be successful for a long-term period. And so 
we're really trying to focus in on what that means and what that looks like. And like I said, doing it the right way. And if something doesn't work, okay, well, let's, how do we make it better? And so, you know, as one of the five initial teams, we get to be on the ground floor of that. And we get to be a voice in how this whole professional league is built. I never thought I would be saying that. Yeah, yeah, you never know. (laughs) But it's just, I mean, it just tells you, like, if you believe in something and you have passion for it and you just are authentic and just love what you do, anything can happen. You go for it. You go for it. Yeah. I mean, like our our motto, take the leap, you know? Mm -hmm. So we, yeah, took the leap. (laughs) Literally, you took the leap. Now, we talked about this before we started uh, this interview, saying how the goal was always to go professional. But were you expecting for it to happen so soon? Or were you just like, you know what, the timing is right, let's do it? Yeah, I mean, obviously, for me, and I said this on my very first interview at our very first game, was, yeah, I mean, of course, the goal is to go pro. Mm -hmm. That was a very long ways away. You Mm -hmm. know, that's NWSL. That was a long shot, right? But we always wanted to be at the highest level, being the best we could be. Now that this is in existence, that Mm -hmm. wasn't in existence before, it's kind of like, it's an, again, it's a no brainer, Mm -hmm. you know, like for Eric and I, my husband, the other owner is, it was a no brainer, how things are moving with women's soccer, how the support has been. We just felt like this was the time. Was it planned that it would be now? No, but, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, you just, we just felt drawn to do it. We hope that others will be drawn to join us. You know, it's going to look different going forward. Not right away, but we're all kind of going to learn about these changes together. So aside from the 2024 season, in 2025, How will this team look differently just from the initial conversations and meetings? Well, that's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) And that's one of those we're still learning process questions. It is, you know, you know, obviously we want to, I mean, we'll still have, I mean, our goal is to still have our WPSL team. Absolutely. And then in addition, we'll have our WPSL pro team. So the WPSL team will kind of, I mean, we we envision it being like the feeder to the WPSL. Gotcha. Okay. And then our WPSL pro team, perhaps being a feeder to NWSL teams. There's so many opportunities and so many possibilities with this that truly the sky is the limit. And so we're figuring that out day by day. Mm-hmm. We're having conversations with owners and coaches sure. and all the levels. And so how it's going to look, I don't know for sure. I mean, obviously we're, you know, our coaches are recruiting, like they're recruiting hard right now. And the players that they're recruiting are what they believe at the caliber to be professional in the, you know, in the tier three level and and above. We want to elevate, continue to elevate the game of soccer Mm -hmm. in this area. And we believe that by bringing in all of these amazing women and having our local women see this and train with them, Mm -hmm. it just elevates everything. I think it's going to be a great opportunity for the city. And just from what I heard, it's going to be like a Sioux Falls City point two oh two oh is yeah, that 2.0, right? 2.0, right? 2.0, yeah. yeah. Would it be a different name, you think? Or would you nope. just keep the, you would keep the name? Okay. Yeah. And the girls that would be on this professional team out of college with the potential to get a paycheck out of it? Oh, no, they'll be getting paid. I mean, oh, it's, they will it's be getting professional. Paid. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is this is great. And then the home field probably still USF, or is that kind of a work in progress too? So USF, I mean, obviously, Christine, you know, because oh, you've been yes. there. Yes. Such a fantastic venue for our for our matches. They fit the what we need mm-hmm. as far as you know the whatever the guidelines are. And I mean, that would be it would be fantastic to stay there. You know, our season for the WPSL Pro will be much bigger. Yeah. Um, it will be, you know, early spring through like early fall. Yeah. And instead of five home games, we're talking 15 to 20 home games. So many themes. <laughs> so many themes so and causes. Themes. Yes. <laughs> Oh, gosh, better get to work. Um, <laughs> no, so I mean, just so many more opportunities to come out and support and, and have fun and so many more opportunities for partnerships and, and sponsorships mm-hmm. and, and all of that to get involved and to be a part of something that's truly groundbreaking. So do I still have a job? <laughs> Of course you do. Well, good. And I know there's a bunch of other people on the staff, too, that, you know, you couldn't do this without them. Besides me. (laughs) We couldn't do it without you either. Come on Thank you. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, thank you for bringing that up because you are absolutely right. The the people who are with us are truly, like, all in, all have the same vision um, so like, I'm just going to give him a shout out, all of them. Yeah. Um, so Joe DeMay, he is our director of soccer and, and head coach. He works tremendously with Dale um, Weiler, who is our associate head coach. Uh, those two are just so fun to be around. And oh, yeah. I just, I learn so much from them all the time. Um, Anna Bondi is, you know, she will be with us. Perhaps in a different role, but we'll leave that as a surprise. <laughs> is she going to be on the pro team? <laughs> I, is I that the tease that you're? Leading, I don't know. I mean, I, oh, she's we'll just. It out I don't there. know. Um, Taylor Mahachek, another coach of ours, um, fabulous to have on staff. Joel Kaskinen, who is our amazing social director. Yes. Um, anybody who follows us knows how fun he is. Um, <laughs> Travis Glippo can't even say anything like words can't even describe how grateful we are to have his talent in our Absolutely. in our photography and then we had such amazing volunteers like Marcus Holly Aaron Robin Kirsta up in the booth with you mm-hmm. um we just were surrounded by amazing people we had and a lot of fun up in the booth too yeah yeah <laughs> and then we had we had like just random people come up to a game and just say, hey, I want to be a part of this. Can I volunteer? Mm-hmm. And we we met people like that. Shout out. Hi, Ryan. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. And Mac at USF was incredible to work with. Um, and so, yeah, just very, very lucky to be surrounded by just amazing people. Absolutely. Again, we are being joined by the owner, one of the owners of Sioux Falls City FC, Emily Thomas. Now, you just broke it. You broke it again, I should say, <laughs> that Sioux Falls City FC going pro. Aside from what's coming up in 2025, the third season for the pre-professional team yes. for Sioux Falls City FC, what gets you excited about this upcoming third season? Oh, gosh, so many things, you know, just to keep growing and keep getting involved more with the community. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, our coaches are out recruiting right now. 
we are hoping, I've set the goal, we will have our causes early. And, you know, for anyone who wasn't aware, you know, last season, our players council and our whole team came up with the causes that were important to them. Yeah. And something we did a little differently that we'd love to, you know, continue with and, and, you know, tweak and make it better is, you know, so we had causes and, you know, we auctioned off jerseys and gave back money to organizations that helped these causes. So mental health, disordered eating, human trafficking, pride, um, and of course, youth and sports. But we, you know, it, it was really important to us to engage different organizations in the community that really help with these different causes. And so it was so much fun to have some of these organizations at the games mm-hmm. on the concourse to just showcase who they were. And so I just like community has been everything to us from day one. And we just really, really want to get more involved and get the community organizations more involved. Absolutely. So, yeah. Any themes yet? Since you're talking about causes, might as well throw you on the spot a little bit. <laughs> I mean, we always have our pride theme. Yes. That is that is a, a constant. And we will always have our mental health um, mm-hmm. matters theme. So other than that, I will leave it up to the Players Council oh, and boy. the team to share, hopefully in December, what those are. Awesome. Now, what is your hope for the 2024 and 2025 season when there won't be just one team, there's going to be two teams? Does that get you excited, nervous? Uh, all of the above? All of the above, <laughs> yes, I figured. Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know. I'm always in the mindset of if you believe in something I just and, it, and it's a good thing, it will work out. And... I truly feel that. And I feel that this is just giving so many opportunities to so many women all over, not just Sioux Falls, not just South Dakota, not just the region, but like all over the country and the world. And, and the way we're doing it is just going to elevate everything, elevate like how women are treated, how, how women in sports are treated and just giving all these opportunities. So I'm really excited to see where that goes. Um, And obviously I always get excited to meet new people, new partners, new players. Um, I'm just, yeah, it's just really fun to think about all of the good that this could bring. Oh, absolutely. Elevate for your new slogan for the pro team. Oh, I like it. Mm -hmm. Yes. I thought you might like that. As you were saying it, I'm like, elevate, elevate. I'm like, yeah, that would be just one word, a good slogan for. Yeah. Just something to keep in mind. I'm writing it down, Christine. Pan pending. But I mean, even (laughs) like, you know, think about what it will bring to the community. It will. It will be great. All of these teams from all over. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, for the pro, we've got right now, it's. You know, two teams from from Texas, a team from the Bay Area, mm-hmm. and you know, a team Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City. Yes, so we'll have people coming in from out of town. They'll need places to stay. Mm-hmm. They'll need to eat. They'll need to have you know go out. They'll need to buy merchandise. Yeah, I mean, so many opportunities that this is going to bring to our community. Lots of exciting things going on for the Sioux Falls City FC. And before we let you go, Emily, you wanted to talk about a great event that you have in October for breast cancer awareness. 
Yeah, so, so many of our fans asked about the coach's pink sweatshirt. Oh my gosh, can I have one? <laughs> Next wow. season, can I please have one? We all want to steal Joe's sweatshirt from up in the booth. Well, we got asked that at the merch table all the time. And so we decided, since we are all about empowering women and elevating women's issues, October is Breast Cancer yeah. Awareness Month. So... We are going to bring out some pink long-sleeved t-shirts and some hoodies. And then we actually are working on something very special and unique that one of our players actually came up with that will kind of be a um, a little surprise addition Ooh. to any anyone who buys uh, one of these pink sweatshirts or long-sleeved shirts. So... We will get these on our socials. You know, you can have an opportunity to pre-order, but it'll be limited, limited quantities. So inquire soon. (laughs) Ooh, so keep on the lookout for the social media accounts for Sioux Falls City FC. And Emily, before we let you go, why don't you give us those social media handles and the website for people to learn more information about you guys? Yes, thank you so much. So website is just SiouxFallsCityFC.com. Um, and all of our socials, just Sioux Falls City. Awesome. Perfect. So exciting. Again, not one, but two teams are going to be for women's soccer here in the state of South Dakota. Coming up in 2025 for the Sioux Falls City FC. Emily, thank God I'm not getting married in 2025. Because I'd say, <laughs> we, we got to sit down and talk about these dates of when I'm available and when I'm not available. Yeah. It's no. good to talk to you. Sunday Focus is a public affairs program of Results Radio, Town Square Media, Sioux Falls.